Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. On today's Saturday news, Edge calls AEW stars for help on SmackDown. 15 WWE superstars change brands in the draft. The King and Queen of the Ring are coming next week. We've got six wrestlers announced for the AEW Casino Ladder Match. Are you ready? Are you ready for the news time? Yes, my name is Phil Chambers and I'm joined by Gareth to talk all things wrestling news. But before we get into it, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video and comment down below what you think of all of today's stories. It all really does help. And links to each story are in the description. So click the timestamps and off you go. But what have we got first? Well, the first thing we're going to talk about today is obviously there was a big old smackdown that happened last night. There's obviously a lot of draft stuff that you're going to talk about, Phil. But before we get there, Edge had a lot of stuff going on last night because he got into the ring and he was talking about, yeah, he got drafted to Raw. That was a big thing that happened. And then, just out of nowhere, Seth Rollins popped up and he was like, you know what, Edge? I didn't believe you'd be here like tonight in in SmackDown because you're a liar. So I was going to come and meet you at your house. And now you're not at your house. I'm at your house. And you've left your front door open, which is just silly. Never do that. Why why do people do that? Like, it's just a silly thing to do. They're asking for it. They weren't asking for it, but you know my point. Seth Rollins went in and he started like, going through the fridge and putting his feet up on the table and just being a douche, really. Just being a massive douche. So Edge frantically ran backstage and he was like ringing up Beth Phoenix saying, don't go home, go to your sisters, there's lunatics in the house and I'm going to go and get Daniel and David to go and beat him up. And like some people were like, Daniel, David, who are these people? Well, actually, as it goes, the real life names of FTR's Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler are actually David and Daniel, respectively. So... He was pretty much referencing the AEW, well, the former AEW World Tag Team Champions on SmackDown. There's a little secret nod there. And these, obviously, Edge is a massive, like, friend of these two. Like, that's no secret. They helped him get back into in-ring shape and helped him with his return to the ring. So it was just, I think it was probably his way of just doing a cheeky, like, I don't know. It's an odd time to do it, but it was a bit of a tongue-in-cheek kind of reference in the middle of what was in storyline terms anyway quite a traumatic experience but yeah those who who knew this this insider this inside baseball information were going ah but then instantly thought oh edge like really is now the time to to be trying to like prize open little forbidden doors when your family not your family but your house is being raided it was all very strange but it was a cool moment i can cast that as a cool (laughs) moment it was a bit odd 
don't know. I, I genuinely hadn't thought of it that way, of him slipping this little Easter egg into a moment when his family, like wife and daughters, are in mortal para- peril. Um, so, yeah. I want him to wink at the camera and go, ah. It's like, Dave, what are you doing? Get it? Get it? Um, but yeah, it was a fun segment. They've not done a classic home invasion in wrestling in quite some time, so it's been Not been able to, Phil, have they? And he threw his apple on the floor. What a bastard. That's, Awful. that's the worst of it. You hate to uh, see it. And insulted his child's drawings and things. <laughs> It'd be interesting Just that, to see where it goes anyway. It's the ultimate heel move, that really, isn't it? It is indeed. Uh, but speaking of <laughs> SmackDown, it was, of course, the draft edition. So, so much happened and 15 WWE superstars have changed brands. So I've got all of the draft picks and I'm just going to run through them right now. So... The rules are a little bit weird, obviously, because it's the WWE draft and it's always a bit weird. So there was two picks for each brand this time instead of the usual three for Raw and two for SmackDown. Um, Teams, groups and factions count as one pick, but they can be split up. Although why you ever wouldn't pick the whole team when you have the choice doesn't make any sense. Uh, Free agents, anyone that's not drafted at the end can sign with either brand and half of the roster is available to pick on SmackDown and half the roster is available to pick on Raw, even though they didn't tell us what half the rosters were. So we didn't really know what the draft pool was and we don't know who hasn't been drafted yet. Um, so SmackDown got the number one pick. Anyway, also all of this doesn't even take effect until October 22nd, the day after Crown Jewel. So we're still going to wait a bunch of weeks and then straight after that it's Survivor Series and then you're into Brand Warfare and why would people care about a brand they've only just been drafted to almost like they should just wait until after survivor series to do this but who am i to judge uh, so the first round the first pick of course was smackdown and they picked roman reigns why you wouldn't pick the entire bloodline i have no idea but at least they turned that into a bit of a storyline and now the usos are going to raw with paul Heyman to make sure they get drafted and if they don't get drafted to smackdown then they're going to leave paul Heyman for dead on raw apparently um uh, so then raw picked Big E. so the champions are staying the same but then a First major change of the night, SmackDown picked Charlotte Flair to go over to the blue brand and Raw picked Bianca Belair, so the first couple of changes there. Then he went on to round two and SmackDown picked Drew McIntyre and The New Day, not all of The New Day obviously, just Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, and Raw picked RK-Bro and Edge, so another big move there with Drew and Edge switching over brands. Um, And then the third one, SmackDown picked Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss together. And they also picked Hit Row from NXT. So a really good call up there for really good uh, superstars. Excited to see what they do on the blue brand. Uh, Raw picked Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash, the tag team champions. Although why you would draft the tag team champions because they float on both brands anyway. That also doesn't make any sense. And they also picked Bearcat Keith Lee. So he's staying on Raw. Although I kind of hoped he was going to move over to SmackDown to get a little bit of a fire underneath him and something new. And then the final round, uh, SmackDown picked Naomi and Jeff Hardy. And Raw picked Ray and Dominic Mysterio and Austin Theory from NXT. So another couple of moves there. Um, like I say, half of the roster is available to pick on Raw still. So you've got to expect the like big people like Becky Lynch is probably going to get moved to Raw. Because otherwise they're going to have two champions on the blue brand. And they'll have to figure out something to do with that. Um, and the likes of the Uso, obviously they've turned that into a bit of a storyline. So we'll have to wait and see what goes on there. But interesting stuff. At least they're having a bit of a shake-up even if it... Definitely wasn't the most exciting show that you possibly could have done for a draft pick because it was still just two people stood behind a podium reading from a card. Yeah, it's just a bit flat. Like, they've had so many other ways of doing this and concepts that have 
really worked like built the, the excitement well and there's been anticipation but this like you say it's just people reading from a card and it's just not it's not fun to watch really for the most part but in a way i know it does seem a bit baffling that these these changes are only going to come into effect into effect after crown jewel but it does give them a chance to maybe like sink the teeth into some storyline stuff like over the next couple of weeks which yeah i'm not against that as a thing at least they get to finish off the storylines that they're working on and things and they've thrown like uh becky versus bianca versus uh sasha banks onto crown jewel so at least they get to kind of finish off that story that they started at extreme rules and things yeah i'm never like that that's nothing like massively new in terms of the wrestling landscape i remember it happened years and years ago i think it was batista or something or edge got moved no batista got moved to smackdown just before he was gonna have a match with triple h for the world championship stuff like that i, I quite like it yeah it just feels a bit um a bit unpredictable you could say but i don't know i mean it just needs to it needs some life pumped into it massively yeah. because it's it's not a it's not a thing that we look forward to anymore at this point it's just kind of there and we yeah. don't like that about the draft it's mad it's such an opportunity for two really surely easy to write shows that are really entertaining if you just put a bit of pizzazz behind it a bit of something instead of just two people reading off a card it makes no sense that they can't make this something more entertaining than it is. And speaking of things that we hope have a bit of pizzazz and a bit of bit of shining glimmer and sparkle to them, the king and the queen of the ring. Well, the queen of the ring's not returning. It's becoming a thing for the first ever time. But the king of the ring's returning next week on SmackDown. It's starting up. So we've got two different tournaments. We've got, obviously, the men's one, the women's one. And it's not been specifically said who's going to be a part of both of these tournaments. But there was, like... A video package like obviously promoting this and bigging it up and it does seem as though we're gonna have the likes of bobby lashley randy orton aj styles seth rollins cesaro kevin owens finn balor and drew mcintyre if you caught all of those they were the, the names and faces that flashed up during the video package for the men's side and on the women's part of the, the hype video thing you had carmella rhea ripley Shayna baszler nia Jax, naomi Zelina vega Liv morgan and eva marie so they all sound like pretty credible names to throw into this kind of tournament and it's eight on either side and it's probably looking like if they are going to do it they've got a couple of weeks now to um, do like your various quarterfinals semifinals and then hopefully have the final probably at crown jewel in saudi arabia 21st of october be there or be a shape that looks something like a square and it's yeah i mean it's long overdue but the, i think the big omission if that is the case and they are probably what the field's going to look like where the hell xavier woods this man yeah. has been advocating to try and get this tournament up off the ground for so long and he wants to just be a part of it not just be a part of it the man should win the whole things then you've got another big thing for the new day that should happen if he is not in this tournament we'd riot phil that's the way it is yeah absolutely absolute travesty <laughs> if xavier was is not in this it makes no sense whatsoever the man's been crying about it for years <laughs> let him have his thing um but yeah hopefully they add him in um i'm excited for it i love a good tournament king of the ring is great it's just a little bit sad that it's kind of just a thing that's kind of getting thrown out there for a crown jewel finals it could be its own pay-per-view it could be like a month long of really interesting exciting tv and yet it's just a crown jewel thing hey, but it's it should still be good fun it's better than the best in the world tournament brother this is very very true uh, and hopefully we got xavier woods in it just ugh, if they don't seriously what are you playing at WWE? Yeah, not what cool. are you playing at not cool um but speaking of tournaments, it's not really a tournament at all. The Casino Ladder Match has been announced for uh, next week's Dynamite's two-year anniversary special. Um, 
it's a competition. It's near enough a tournament. I don't know. Um, so obviously the winner of it is going to earn a AEW title shot. And we've got some announcements of who is going to be in it. So first up, the six names that have been announced are Andrade El Idolo, Pac, Orange Cassidy, Lance Archer, John Moxley, and Matt Hardy. Then have also announced the classic Joker position, which is going to be the mystery card um, for someone. Yeah, mystery on the night. Uh, <laughs> But it's very exciting for this. Lots of uh, interest surrounding who's going to be the Joker. And a certain hangman, Adam Page's name is popping up all over the place. Could possibly be making a return. Uh, but they're also stacking this Dynamite episode because they've also got a TNT title match between Sammy Guevara and Bobby Fish. They've got Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb, which should be an absolute banger. And they've got Omega, the Young Bucks, and Adam Cole taking on Brian Danielson, Christian Cage, and Jurassic Express. This is shaping up to be a good show. I feel like we say this every week, Phil, which is frightening at this point. Every <laughs> single Dynamite is just dynamite <laughs> right now. It's crazy. There it is. And uh, Sorry, I couldn't resist. But like the casino ladder match is... That is something. That field, that's... That's up there with like WrestleMania 23 Money in the Bank ladder match lineups. Like it's just a ridiculous amount of main event level dudes that are going to batter each other. And we don't even know the joke yet, but it has to be Hangman Page. Come yeah. on, let's be serious. It has to be. But it it's, be, yeah. it's yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't believe this is going to go down on free television. We are a lucky, lucky bunch. Indeed. Should be <laughs> jolly good fun. But speaking of jolly good fun, let's move over to your Twitter questions. The first one of the day comes from Eric, Jenny's husband. Uh, who says, good morning with Bearcat Lee staying on Raw. How do you feel about a heel turn with him becoming the next in line to challenge Big E to get some big beefy men slapping meat? Just had to put that last bit in there, didn't we? Just had to throw <laughs> it in there. Um, I like the idea of Big E taking on Keith Lee in a WWE Championship match. Hell yeah. Just hook yep. that into my veins. But I, 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 don't, I don't know. I've never seen Keith Lee as a heel. And I just don't think... I think he's just so naturally a babyface and just people want to cheer for him and want to celebrate him. I think it'd be another one of those forced WWE moves if they were to do that. They're just trying to push against the crowd just for the sake of it. So mm -mm, I wouldn't want to see him as a heel, but I want to see him, my goodness, I want to see him, him and Big E just batter each other for, for half an hour. Get it done. Yeah, I'm with you on that. 100% behind seeing that match. I think it'd be very, very entertaining. But um, Keith Lee is just... Like, he's got a really interesting charisma that's very different to anyone else on the roster. And I don't know how they can't capitalize on it. It's just so easy and laid back, but also, like, intimidating. And, like, you just... He's got something about him, but I think definitely in the face variety of things. I don't really want to see him as a heel yet because I don't think he's done anywhere near as much as he could do as a face. Although I guess there's always time if you turn him heel for a few years and then face down the line, maybe it'll at least... Whatever it is, they need to do something with him. I really wanted him to get drafted to SmackDown because I thought he'd be a really good addition over there. And I think you could probably heat him up for a great one with Roman Reigns. Even if he lost that, that wouldn't have mattered. It still would have been a great position for him. Um, but yeah, whatever you do, do something with him. But Big E versus Keith Lee would be fire. Um, next question comes from Santasaurus Jr. Who says, uh, if you could create your own stipulation title, what would it be? And alternatively, what is your favorite non-world championship title? Ooh, double whammy. Um, right, I'd... Ooh, for a stipulation title, I mean, I don't want to do something that's like match-specific, like a hardcore title, 24-7, things like that. I want to do 
I'd like to see, and I know we've seen like European Championships, and we've obviously got an Intercontinental Championship, but they don't necessarily mean much, do they? That other than just the fact that they're mid-card titles. I'd like to see an international title that can only be defended overseas. So when you go in live events all across Europe, and when you go to Saudi or wherever you're going to go, all these big events, it can only be defended there, and it'll just be like a thing that, that all these overseas countries that really dedicate themselves and get up at stupid o'clock in the morning to watch the shows. We get that as a nice little reward. That's that's, that's very close to my heart, that, Phil. Fair. I like yeah. it. What that's about your favourite non-world <laughs> championship? Non-world championships are just a, a standard, like, mm, mid-card mid -card title. I, I, I'm a bit of a cop out here because it's probably recent memory and it's just recency bias, but I really liked... 24-7. Yeah. That, you, well, you, yep. you just God, that's, that's, yeah, that's that's literally <laughs> I was gonna yeah that's that's I I cannot get through an episode of Raw without just fishing out my twenty four seven no Phil for God's sake no <laughs> I'm not even gonna I'm not I was gonna buy into that and go no I'm not doing it not doing it so I'm gonna talk about WrestleMania thirty four show opener I really enjoyed that the Finn Balor Seth Rollins and the Miz and they just tore the house down first show the first match of the night there's probably miles better ones than that but that's just it popped into my mind so what about you Phil. Um, I, with all of these things, always go to a trios title because I just think they're really, really, really entertaining. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone should have one because um, they're just really, really good fun matches. Uh, but my favorite is always going to be the hardcore title because just Crash Holly sliding down a children's play area slide is like just something that's too good to not be celebrated. Genuinely. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I, mean, I think I misjudged uh, the question there. I thought it was like the, the, the best non... The, never mind. I've, it's very yeah. early. I'm tired. It's I'm tired, Phil. It's, it's Saturday. It's Saturday. Uh, <laughs> the final question comes from Danny Hargreaves who says, Morning Legends, if you could send three people down to NXT, who would it be and why? So I thought we should take turns and then figure out the third one. So okay, who would so you pick? Who do we really not like on the main roster? Okay. Um, <laughs> no, that's not, that's not what we're doing. Um... In terms of like helping the next generation and things like that, I think Natalia would be a good shout. I think she'd go down down to NXT. It's definitely going down to NXT now. And uh, she'd just offer something different and just offer that, that kind of experience that, let's say, she did, weirdly enough, years ago when like the likes of Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks, people like that were on the way up. She went down, like, had a couple matches and came back up and did mm -hmm. all that. I think she could do it again. She's in a, a miles different position now to what she was then. I think... She'd, they'd really benefit from it a lot, a lot of the people in NXT right now Fair. Um, I was going to go with Happy Corbin just because I think he would be incredibly entertaining going down there and laughing at all of the new NXT superstars uh, and I think it'd just be really really good fun yeah. really? that's pretty much my only reason I, would, I wouldn't take, take him <laughs> off Smackdown either I'd, I'd let him go to both, why not Yeah, I think he'd fit, he'd fit the current colour scheme without a shadow of a doubt um, and then what, for the last one who do you reckon the last, the last one, one? Uh, and put some names out there. Naomi because of colours. <laughs> Naomi would be good. Their knee sliding and the glowing and all that stuff. That'd be good. I'd like to see Rey Mysterio go and do one match just with someone. Whoever he wants to go and have a match yeah. with. Just go and let him be swat around the place by Rich Holland for a match. That'd be cool. Fair. Or Cesaro. So they can all just sit underneath the learning tree and yes. sit from its juices. Cesaro versus Pete Dunne. There you go. There it is. Uh, but on that note, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you can follow us over on Twitter, though. Uh, you can follow me at fill my chambers and you can follow gareth at gmorgan04 and you can follow all of us at what culture wwe like i say make sure you like the video <laughs> comment down below what you think of all of today's stories and subscribe to the channel because it all very very much does help and yeah what other stuff is happening ups and downs for the smackdown and rampage will be coming up later on today so make sure you check those out but most importantly 
click more videos and have yourselves a bloody good day. Bye-bye. <laughs>